On this episode of America United, we are united against the bloated, wasteful, and immoral stimulus bills, the Democrat $3 trillion Heroes Act, and the Republican $2 trillion that do more to bankrupt this country than help it overcome the corona crisis. In other words, just like my triple espresso, we are overstimulated. Hello and welcome. First of all, I'd like to thank all of the listeners out there today, wherever you may be in the world today. Thank you for giving me a listen. And if you'd like to follow me further on Facebook, I am at backslash We Are America United, on Parlor at America United, and at Twitter at David F. Kersner. I'd like to hear from you and with your questions or concerns, we can build further content for the future. So to start things off, as of 2019, there are 328.2 million citizens living in the United States. But we have two new stimulus packages that are $3 trillion and $2 trillion each. So for all that money, there is a whole lot of waste. Because it would just be easier to give people a lump sum of money and we save on the front end and we save a whole lot of money on the back end. But no, our politicians love to give money to their pet projects, to their special interest groups, to the big businesses and the lobbyists who line their pockets for sweetheart and insider deals. And we will look tonight in-depth at those insider deals and that wasteful spending that these people should be thrown out of office if not in jail for, for both the Republican and the Democrat Party. Now, first we take a look at the waste in the $3 trillion Heroes Act by the Democrat Party. $1 trillion alone, $915 billion of that in cash payouts for struggling states and cities. Now, why is that a problem? Because it addresses problems that were not caused by COVID, but by poorly run government areas. And instead of incentivizing governments to fix their financial problems, they are now rewarding their continued trip into the red and their ineptness to handle their financial balances. The financial fallout to cities and states from COVID is going to be all in revenue losses. But this trillion dollars and nearly all of it in cash payouts are going to go to cities and states that can't handle their financial books. They're going to take that money, poor cities, cities that can't handle their finances, cities like Stockton, Oakland, Vallejo, and about a dozen other cities in California alone that have gone bankrupt or on the verge of bankruptcy. Cleveland. Atlantic City, Newark, or some others, just to name a few, and then the crown jewel of municipal failures, Detroit. These cities are going to be the first in line with their hands out for cash from the federal government. And then you have states like Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Illinois. All those states are in debt between $20 and $40 billion. That cash isn't going to go to 
be a stopgap for what COVID has caused. No, it's going to go towards trying to fix the potholes in the poor handling of the finances year after year, decade after decade in those areas. A lot of the wasteful spending in the Democrat bill, I mean, I've already talked about a third of the bill being complete waste that does nothing for businesses or people affected by the coronavirus. But a lot of the other things in in the bill are tricky little laws and adjustments to laws and funding that have nothing to do with the coronavirus, such as the releasing of prisoners over the age of 50 with health problems. What does that have to do with anything? Or the repealing of parts of Trump's tax reform, which limited deductions for people. See, there was a lot of people when those tax reforms came out because it limited the deductions, which hurt the uber wealthy in a lot of the high-tax states like California, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, New York, states like that. The uber wealthy had to pay higher taxes under Trump's tax reforms because they could not claim unlimited deductions. But if the Democrats get their way with the COVID bill, suddenly the uber wealthy will be able to claim unlimited deductions once again. This has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with protecting people that don't need to be protected financially. But the Democrats just aren't protecting the uber rich with alterations to how many deductions they can make. They're also planning on perverting the earned income credit on tax forms through the COVID bill. What exactly? I can hear the frustration in your voice right now as you're listening to me. In the COVID bill, Democrats will allow wealthy to claim on dividends and royalties earned income credit, which is normally reserved for lower income families. Also, something else that has nothing to do with COVID, LBGT training and hate crime training. Now, those two, very good by itself. Let's have individual bills aimed at making robust training for both of those. But why do we have to tie it into COVID? Why do we have to sneak it in? Apparently, it's great for coronavirus relief if we also limit the president's power. In the Democrat CARES Act, there are provisions that limit the president's ability to replace the inspector general. I don't know how that would help your family listening right now or help you get through this pandemic. But apparently the Democrats know more than what we do. Just like why are we going to set $50 million aside for environmental justice grants, including investigating links between pollution exposure and the transmission and health outcomes of coronavirus in the environmental justice communities? All that is is a bunch of money, well, $50 million, set aside for it to disappear into special interests. In the grant, we have untold billions set aside to cancel student loan debt for 16 million Americans 
and another 9 million Americans will have would have their student loan debts cut in half. But don't but wait, there's more. 5 million for congressional equipment. Why do Congress need new computers, new cell phones, new fax machines, pagers? In a coronavirus, in a in a medical pandemic, a medical emergency, we are setting five million dollars aside for this emergency relief for computers, fax machines for Congress. 25 million for green cards to be expedited for immigrant workers. Why? We have millions and millions of people out of work right now from this pandemic. And we're going to set aside $25 million to try to bring in and get more immigrants into the country to take away jobs that could be going to Americans that are starving right now, that are finding difficulty in paying their rent. I find that alone egregious. No, don't worry. The Democrats are also wanting to give $10 million to the Endowment of the Arts. $1.7 billion, with a B, to colleges and universities. I don't know how any of that helps people, helps families, helps businesses that are struggling. Like I said, what it does is it helps special interests. It helps people that are loyal to the Democrat Party. And it's a bunch of promissory notes to try to secure votes and virtual signal for goodwill. But what I want are plans and actions that actually do good. And the Republicans are no better. If fiscal conservatism isn't on the endangered species list, it is probably already extinct. Rand Paul, after meeting with Republicans, walked out on the meeting for the coronavirus bill, calling them all Bernie bros with their wasteful spending. How wasteful? Reports had $1.75 billion set aside for new FBI headquarters. Also, $686 million in new fighter jets, which was part of $8 billion set aside for new weapons procurement which was part of the $29.4 billion in defense set aside from the $2 trillion corona relief bill. Apparently, Republicans think they're going to bomb the hell out of the coronavirus and defeat it that way. And I think Rand Paul puts this description perfectly when he says, Republicans should apologize now to President Obama for complaining He was spending too much. Obama is a piker compared to their borrowing and what they are doing now, said Senator Paul. I remember when Republicans complained so bitterly about Obama's bailout bill of $720 billion. And many people, both Republicans and Democrats, were upset with President Bush for his $700 billion bailout of banks. But we're talking about a $2 trillion COVID relief bill on top of the $3 trillion already that was passed earlier this year. 
So the hypocrites in Washington need to cut it out because we have spent, we are on the verge of spending nearly $5 trillion in five months. I'm waiting for the hypocrites in the Republican Party, the people that claim they're fiscally conservative, who think this bill is anything but a colossal waste to personally call Bush and Obama and apologize for ever criticizing them. So with all the bloated waste between $3 trillion and $2 trillion, both parties can't decide. They are at a stalemate. They just can't decide what they want to throw the rest of this country's money at. But, uh-uh, there's a plan behind it. Because Democrats are operating from a place of power with little risk. They control the House. They don't control the Senate. And, of course, they don't control the presidency. And they can drag out these relief efforts and blame the suffering on the current administration. It is politically advantageous for Biden's chances if our people are out of work and at home and are desperate. And the longer it stays that way, the longer Democrats can say, this is all Trump's fault. So that is the main reason why talks have completely stalled and why you had Trump stand up and come up with his executive orders for the second half of COVID relief. What are those executive orders? First, he extended supplemental unemployment benefits at $400 a week, unlike the $600 a week uh, that was in the previous bills and that Democrats wanted to extend. Why is that important? Well, a study by the Heritage Foundation found that the increased unemployment checks of the $600 will cost the economy 13.9 million jobs and $1 trillion, with a T, in lost GDP because workers have an incentive not to return to work. Number two on the executive actions, he deferred... Uh, the payroll tax through the end of the year for those making less than 100000 He extended the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures where federally backed mortgages are involved. And he extended the current interest waiver and payment deferral on federally held student loans through the end of the year. Now, to me, this is much closer to what should have been agreed on well ahead of time by both political parties. It should not have taken an executive order by the President of the United States for more common sense to prevail. So these executive orders by Trump were things that both Republicans and Democrats both had in their own relief packages they were uh, specifically things like the evictions and foreclosure relief and the unemployment benefits being extended were things championed by the Democrat Party. But once Trump made it an executive order, 
Oh, no. Oh, no. They're not allowed. Uh, paltry and unworkable, as called by Senator Schumer. And an unconstitutional slop was declared by Nancy Pelosi for passing the things that you claim that Americans wanted, but you and the rest of Congress were dragging your feet on. I'm sorry, executive order had to be taken with this. Um, there, but the question about whether it's constitutional and legal, uh, because by most accounts, Congress is the one that authorizes the amount of spending. However, presidents have enormous reach when it comes to times of emergency. So these executive orders are being enacted under the time of emergency, such as the Wars Act that Trump enacted earlier this year to uh, get respirators and hospital equipment to hospitals extra fast. Um, there's going to be a battle over it because when Obama was president, the House actually sued him for overspending on the Affordable Care Act. So if a lawsuit was brought against President Obama, you can darn be sure that the Democrats in the House are going to bring a lawsuit against President Trump. So this is the thing. Once again, Congress wants to play political games, wants to waste the vast resources and money of this country and bring us closer to being bankrupt. Bankruptcy is deadly for people in a country. Look at Venezuela who went bankrupt and people had to eat the animals out of the zoo. Look at Germany that went bankrupt in 1924 and then totalitarianism, Nazism rose in that country. Look at Russia that went bankrupt in 1918. Then the socialist Soviet Union took over and millions and millions of people died. Look at Greece that could not pay their anyone in the public sphere, let alone pensions and retirements. They could not pay anyone. Their money collapses in a bankrupt economy. They can't pay people. There are riots in the streets. But it seems that Congress doesn't care. They keep throwing money at a problem, and the money is not the problem. The ineffectiveness and the inactivity of Congress is the problem. And it took leadership by our President Trump to stand up and do something. Whether you agree 100% with his executive orders or not, or believe that they are 100% legal, by what he can and can't do in the office of the presidency, he did something for the American people. And a lot of those people are going to remember that this November. Now, even better than pr the president's ideas for executive order, and definitely better than the horrible ideas pitched by Congress, I want you to come back to a number that I mentioned at the beginning of the program. The 328.2 million people in this country. 
Now, we talk about getting extra unemployment benefits of $600 or $400 or $100, whatever have you. We talk about getting extra money for families of up to $1,200 for a couple of months to families. We talk about giving uh, people that are in risk of being evicted from their homes for not being able to pay because they lost their job from COVID. We talk about moratorium on these evictions for four months, for six months, for eight months. We talk about all of that. And I have an idea that takes care of all of that, all of that and more at a fraction, a fraction of the cost of the $3 trillion stimulus idea and the $2 trillion stimulus idea. And it comes all to the number of how many citizens we have in this country, 328.2 million people. What happens if we just give every single citizen $1 million? That sounds crazy. But if we give every single citizen a million dollars, man, woman, child, that is a stimulus package of $328 million. We'll round it up to 329 so my stimulus package is for $329 million, a fraction, a sixth of the cost of Republicans and Democrats, and it puts so much more money in every person's pocket. So think about a family of five, of five people, a family of five would get $5 million. Think a family of five or a family that gets millions of dollars in coronavirus relief, I think they could pay their mortgage. I think they could pay their rent. I think they could afford to buy groceries. I don't think they'd have to worry about unemployment. What I think is though it's a horrible idea because Congress just wants to waste more and more of our money. So what if we gave everyone $2 million? That would take the stimulus price tag up to about $660 million. I think families getting $2 million a person in their household could do a whole lot with that. We're talking about if you even just got a million you could pay off all your you could pay off all your student loans you could pay your mortgage for a couple of years you could improve your lifestyle at a fraction of the cost of what republicans or democrats are proposing i propose we give the money that we the citizens have put into this government we put the money back in our pockets. Enough of these special interests like defense spending for fighter jets, enough wasteful spending for fax machines for Congress, or billions given to universities 
lets the people have the money. And that is a stimulus that will stimulate every family in this country and stimulate our economy. But I know we just can't give every man, woman, and child a million dollars because if you gave everyone a million dollars, you would have countless people that would just not work. It would not be logical to give give a million dollars because people would just stop working. However, there is no logic in the amount of money that Congress believes is right to spend. I just showed how transformative a million dollars per person would be at a sixth of the cost of the cheapest COVID bill and how even that would be too much money for, for people. So what we need to do is look at what is right for us, what is right for this country, and how we can better spend money as a country to improve our lives, to improve this country. Because if we keep letting this wasteful spending go on, time after time, year after year, there will soon not be a United States. So until next time, let's be united for fiscal responsibility. Good night.